come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. So I saw an ad for Proud Mary on Hulu, and it's the only piece of promotion of any kind I've seen for that movie. It's shameful. Like it's yeah. it's really just like ridiculous how poorly Sony has been treating this. Movie. They, they didn't have a press screening. Yeah, like yeah, six critic reviews on Am- or on Rotten Tomatoes. Like last time I checked, which was. Friday, the day the movie was released. Yeah, because they had to go buy tickets for it. Yeah. I heard more about John Fogarty being mad that they took the name from one of his songs for the title of this movie than about the movie itself. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) So let's take it upon ourselves to promote this movie, guys. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing it. Watch out for our forthcoming episode on Proud Mary because we're... We're kind of pissed that Sony's trying to bury this thing. Yeah, motherfuckers. Well, well, so this will this episode be before okay. Proud Mary or after Proud It'll Mary? It'll be before Proud Mary, I believe. Maybe after. If okay. after, that'll be weird. But <laughs> well. maybe before. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, are you ready, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, Dennis, and I'm joined by my two... Um, giant co-hosts colin and craig Ooh, they're so tall <laughs> hello how are you I'm... <laughs> right on uh this Be season five. two i've decided is gonna be just filled with random adjectives for you both um so yeah like i said this is a special episode this is our season one 2017 year in review episode uh we will be going over uh our favorite episodes well, not necessarily episodes, but favorite movies that we've covered, um, each one of us individually. Uh, so, might be fighting, might might blow, do some blowdowns on what's the best <laughs> best movie. Is blowdown a good word? I don't know if that word Does means that... what you think it means. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you'll you'll hear the first ever blowdown on a podcast today. <laughs> It's going to get weird, guys. Yeah. It's already gotten weird, Colin. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing our uh, our, our top movies, um, uh, you know, very loosely, as we do any of our special episodes. Uh, so, uh, bear with us. Um, so, so how do you guys want to do this? Should we uh, kick off our uh, our the movies that we've covered um, from last year, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there? Just, like, read the whole list of, like, all the movies we covered? Um, or just... If- do we want to start with our like each of us starts with our number three and count down like three nose one? I was thinking and, that as opposed okay. to going over fifty four movies, yeah. <laughs> um, and we will be here for hours. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're we're doing um, our individual top three movies, um, and so uh, we will we will start up start off. Um, uh, I, I'll kick it off. Uh, my uh, from the movies that we covered from so this is spanning from the very first movie Inside Lewin Davis. Which was actually 2016. Which was 2016. As well as Arrival, which was 2016. Yep, but Um, from there on. Yep, but from then on, uh, up until um, The Mask You Live In, uh, which is the, I dubbed that, our tail end of season one. um, Which was, I think, episode 54, I want to say. 
Um, so that makes a total of 54 movies to pull from. Um, and I have pulled uh, my top three movies from that. And uh, my number three movie from that list is going to be Moonlight. Um, that was that was my number three. Um, I, will, I will go into more on to why I picked number three for Moonlight. Um after this <laughs> so I guess we'll pass it on well, to uh, well, well we could just talk should we like, just talk about yeah, it now like, yeah well, as we go around like yeah. in, in that way if someone if we double up and someone has to change we can give them some time to think yeah well no well, I don't I mean, want us to have to change I think like if somebody has well, Moonlight we, in their top three let's talk about it after like each person has said where it lands in there yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we were like if someone comes up with it then you had to like it was like Thunderdome style like you can no. have, there can only be one no 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 that's no. more Highlander style than Thunderdome but you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> I'm a professional movie person right? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um, my number three is, is Moonlight and uh, I, I think we'll just go around the the the, camp, the, the horn <laughs> round the horn yeah it, it, guys if you didn't know we sit around a gigantic horn while we're recording this podcast we find it very difficult not to fall in <laughs> um <laughs> But we've, you know, done 54 of these things. Well, no, we've done more than that now. We've yeah. done, like, but yeah, we've gotten all these recorded sitting on top of a gi- gigantic, like, alpen, like, blow into this to call the, the Knights Down horn. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, very precariously, we're not trying to fall in, so we're going around that horn. And uh, next up is uh, Craig for his number three. Uh, my number three would be Bahubali! Oh! Yeah. Excellent! Yeah. I- I'm excited to revisit that, for sure. <laughs> Well, this, this might be a discussion round because my number three is also Bahubali! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> right on. I like how this is working out. Um, I was worried that we were going to have to do way more movies. <laughs> uh, but cool. Let's talk about Bahubali. Um, this was actually like in my like top like five movies of the movies that we covered. Uh, just because of how excited I, I, I still am about this series. <laughs> um, if, if, if anyone listened to those episodes, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, come on. It's five hours of amazingness. Yeah. Uh, just sheer epic. Of, of, of epicness of dance numbers, of just outpouring of awesome, pure movie spectacle. Yeah. That was definitely like the one like that I put in a whole lot of a work for because it was not only five hours but like I, I kind of took it upon myself to like frame it and organize it so that way because it was so long we couldn't do our usual format That's of right. like talking about the entire like what the movie was about before so we had to go through it kind of almost scene by scene and so uh, yeah I took it upon myself to pretty much like write that out as I was watching the movie so this five hour movie like probably ended up being like closer to seven for me <laughs> but I enjoyed every minute of it oh <laughs> it's just amazing and um, well, my... five hour movies because it was two but yeah <laughs> yeah but closer to six than five yeah also, <laughs> in terms of actual runtime but all of it is spectacular oh yeah 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 uh my favorite my favorite experience with it is revisiting a second time where I loved it even more oh yeah you know yeah when, when you watched it again because you actually know the whole story right. you're like oh this is even more incredible <laughs> Ah, Bahubali. Um, just like the biggest action scenes. I mean, they just go on for days, like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like overused slow-mo and CGI and just like things flying everywhere. 
And, and the, uh, the, the CGI little watermark at the bottom in the first movie. Just, yes, uh, yes. Whenever like an animal is on screen, they, they just pop up saying, hey, Hindus, remember, this is CGI. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know that the obviously CGI bull is not there. Yeah. It's not there, guys. Don't worry. Um, yeah. In like the sets, like just the scenery and everything. Uh, the dance numbers. Oh, yeah. My God. Imagine this in musical form. You know, like I mean, it was it was pretty heavy music. Well, no, like like on on stage. Like, oh see, yeah, you know? yeah. Like that would be so cool to see on 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 like a on a stage. Is yeah, but you wouldn't is... be able to do the battle scenes no, on stage. So can... I mean, it wouldn't really and, like, translate. The, but the magical surrealism like was just like that happened in some of those moments, like with the swan ship just like picking up and flying uh, swan ship flying into the sky <laughs> and we're having this crazy dance number on it and, <laughs> and we're gonna unwrap this rope in the middle of the tavern and oh there's three women in there <laughs> and I, it was just like a gorgeous movie all around like gorgeous sets like gorgeous people like yep. gorgeous like costume design like all of it was just beautiful like every yeah. Every scene was just like a spectacle. There was a lot of passion in this movie, yeah. and there was a lot of people involved. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it took like a decade to make. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm still reading that book, <laughs> 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 so the, the lore goes deep. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's Sitigami. Um, uh, spoiler: It's terribly written. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Then I'm glad that you're reading it, and I don't have to. No, I don't recommend it. It's yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any more to talk about uh, for your number three picks, guys? Uh, Boobly. Oh. All right. Well, um, then I will go on to number two. Uh, Get Out is my number two pick from last year. We'll be discussing that at a later time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, my number two was Arrival. Okay. Yeah. Right on. We will talk about that. <laughs> my number two was Man from Earth. Man from Earth. Oh, yes. Right on. Cool. So um, I'm going to actually make a list of the ones that we aren't talking about immediately, so we're going to come back to them. So that's uh, Moonlight, Arrival, Man from Earth. Cool. All right. Um, so then on to my number one pick from the movies that we covered last year, and that is Arrival. So um, I guess we should just talk about it now. Yeah, let's just talk Arrival, All right. guys. Um, second movie that we ever reviewed, the first movie that Craig was on. Uh, because he didn't start until way later, episode two. <laughs> um, Arrival, man. That was my favorite movie from 2016, uh, hands down. I just love it. It's just, it hits on so many levels, and it, it just the, the classic sci-fi aspects of it, you know, all the, the Stanley Kubrick homage. To well, the and hard sci-fi, too. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. not... It, it, this movie isn't holding your hand in terms of no. like what is going on in there or in terms <laughs> of like big ideas that we're talking about yeah yeah it doesn't dumb it down and uh that's so rare anymore yeah uh, in movies um, and, uh, yeah amy adams was amazing um as was jeremy renner but i mean amy adams just really stood out in this movie as uh, I mean, I I don't I can't think of anything that I've seen her in that I didn't love her in. Right. Like, she just has like one of those like she it's like one of those like personalities. She has one of like those, just like, such faces, charisma. Just one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She just has like she just she's just got it. Like she, I just I just love her and anything you, I see her. You in. never see her do a lazy performance. Oh no. You know. No. And she she's always going a hundred percent. And um, 
man, this movie is just, it was really, really well done. It's a great job for her to shine. And yeah. It's... Yeah. And the director, you know, what a great breakout for Denny Vin Villeneuve. Um, you know, he he went on to do Blade Runner twenty forty seven. Uh we're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> except for except Colin. for Colin. <laughs> and I still haven't seen it because it's like three hours long. Yeah, me neither. Same here. Still, yeah, Good. Yeah. <laughs> we're all horrible together. <laughs> Yay. I know like uh, I have like a responsibility I to know. see it. Well, good news, guys. <laughs> Drew loved it, and he's you know Blade Runner. He's a big Blade Runner movie, fan. So, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I talked to uh, Rob, who was on our show for Green Room. Oh yeah, uh, and he's also like a huge Blade Runner fan, and he also very much loved it. So. Good. Well, yeah, we should get together and watch it's it. Very promising. Just, I think I think that should be one of those movies that we do together. I think the runtime is just always intimidating for me. Like after Star Wars, like mm. well, I mean, it came out before Star Wars, but like I'm always like wary anytime I see a movie is like over two hours of sit, like sitting in a theater and watching it and i just took that leap with last jedi uh-huh. and it kind of paid off right like it, was, it was it was good enough but it still felt long right. yeah like i felt it what was the first movie that you really were like looking at your watch a lot <laughs> that you remember uh huh. I, I don't know i have to, you have to get back to me on that, that mine was, uh, was definitely return of the king I remember like sitting in the theater and it's like, all right, they got the ghost army. What fucking time is it? (laughs) I still have two more hours of this movie. Okay. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. I think probably for me, it was, yeah. I think I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings. Like when I first saw them. So I didn't, I wasn't like really, Mm. I was kind of like taken up into it. Like, and so I did, and I watched, it was watching it with people because I watched it in college and so we were all watching it together. Uh, I think the first one that I did see, like I saw the Hobbit, alone mm. and that one was like dear god like yeah. i remember reading the book and i think i probably read the book faster than the movie like because <laughs> <laughs> the book is not that long at all but no. somehow they stretch it into like three like uh. two plus hour movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a feat yeah <laughs> anyways anyway back to arrival back to arrival <laughs> um I just want to uh, kind of just end on talking about the just the amazing use of uh, uh, time and how they broke it up and uh, how you know it was the central theme of the movie and and uh, how they used the structure of the film to express that you know they had flashbacks that were actually flash forwards and I think that's what turned a lot of people off with this movie mm-hmm. I think what a lot of like the more casual moviegoers are like that's the part that they don't like about it. Right. Like I can, I can understand that, but that's like what I love about it. It's like the movie that's about time is using like time in the movie to mess with you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To drive it home. And, um, I watched this movie, I think four times now. And it was, it it didn't really hit me until like the third time where like, I really picked up on like all the little like vignettes of like her, like learning the language and everything. Um, what really hit home is like, she has like a particular nightmare, where she's actually like seeing into the future and the past at the same time and like then like the squid starts talking to her and like it was like oh okay (laughs) and i i don't know it it, i amazing movie um really well done gorgeous even yeah um just beautiful shots um so yeah uh where does that leave us is that to you to your number one yeah yeah 
Uh, and my number one was Get Out. All right, let's let's talk about because number one is also my number one is also Get Out. Oh really? Okay, there we go. Yeah, the only reason why it wasn't my number one is because we did a rival. Like that was really the only reason. Because it is an amazing movie. Get Out. Holy holy crap! I mean, it's it's not only just like an amazing movie in and of itself. It's also a movie that like does what so many movies try to do with social commentary uh, and actually does it in a way that is uh, like, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, like obvious or beating you over the head with it throughout the movie. Uh, even though like the themes are very clear, right. it's, it's not like, all right, you guys, Hey, Racism. <laughs> this is <laughs> also racism. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it not only, yeah, it, it, like, like you said, it, it's like this is also racism. It takes something that, um, for a lot of people, wasn't like very clear in terms of like how even, uh, you know, the most quote unquote like liberal or you know progressive thinking, like you know, person may still have like biases or may still like be engaged in uh you know systems of oppression and systems of racism you know what craig without... if i could i'd vote for obama a third time <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and, and it does all this while still being a genuinely good thriller while still yeah. having a lot of great like humor in it like it's not just how well it establishes its social commentary it's a really good movie besides that right yeah. it's thoroughly entertaining well, yeah it, yeah and that's I think that's what I was trying to get at is that the social commentary doesn't feel apart from the rest of the movie as it can in some other ones. Like right. it feels like it's all like thoroughly ingrained and meshed together to create something that is, like you said, a legitimately like well done movie that hits all of the notes that a thriller does that has its comedic elements but also has this running commentary throughout and it's it's amazing. And and, and the commentary is so amazing and so needed like i there was a moment in this movie where it was like i think it was like at the dinner party you know when like he's like he like uh meets the other black person and like tries to have a conversation with him and he's like oh that's weird where i was like i was like they're doing it they're finally fucking making this movie this movie's it it exists i'm so (laughs) glad this movie exists they're doing it you know they're commenting on this very thing you know that has never been hit before uh, at least not on this level, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, I could maybe be, if I dug deep, think of a few maybe, like, you know, sketch comedy bits that have, like, touched on this issue, you know? But I'd have to be digging deep. You yeah. Know? Um, but, man, and, and, it, and it does it just with such finesse that it, like Colin said, it, it makes for an extremely entertaining movie. Um, so, yeah. And, and both Get Out and Arrival get better every time you watch them right like that's another thing is like some of these movies are like oh that's really entertaining and like it doesn't it, it's like repeat viewings are the same or repeat viewings like are a little worse both of these movies they get better every time yeah there's there's always something that i mean especially like i feel like the second viewing of get out especially was uh there was just so much more that you see going on like behind the scenes like with characters expressions that like before you didn't really pick up on and then the second time you watch it like you kind of see all these little moments where people are kind of like hinting at like the darker to like like the darker like ending of the movie 
and you get to see a little like so much more of that on the second viewing because like now that you know what's coming you're like oh that that was that was a weird look and then the second time you're like oh that was what that look yeah was. And, right. and specifically the second time you know to be watching walter and georgina more carefully yeah, yeah. so you're you're picking up on a lot of stuff that like just went under the first time and it's yeah. so good gosh and got yes. still just the, oh, the most crazy psychotic thing ever just that way allison eats cereal just, oh. <laughs> just yeah. eating the dry cereal and then drinking milk separately <laughs> it's such a perfect image <laughs> well it, like it, especially oh. with her like hair pulled back you know yeah like, in her the outfit ponytail and everything and, like and, she's like, in this conservative ugh. outfit it's ugh. it's so perfectly everything <laughs> ah, get out such a great movie yeah uh a home run as as we say in in the biz <laughs> this this movie biz in the biz yes yeah <laughs> Um, all right, I guess that goes off to uh, Colin. What's your number one pick? My number one was Get Out. Oh, it was. Yep. Oh, right. <laughs> so that wraps up our. Uh... <laughs> so we still need to talk about uh, movies that were on our list yes. that weren't repeated by other hosts. Yes, and that would be um, Moonlight. 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 Yes. That was my number three pick. Um, I just, you know, I I picked it because. Um, well, I'm just a huge fan of The Wire and just like that kind of um, kind of movie making, I guess. You know, I know The Wire is a television show, but if you've seen The Wire. But you... that kind of storytelling. Yeah. 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 Um, where it's just there's no holds barred. You know, uh, they don't mince words. <laughs> they yeah. really don't. They don't hold your hand. You know, um, it, like uh, the just the, the dialogue, you know, they don't they don't slim it down at all. They use a lot of slang that doesn't make any sense to people that like has not experienced it, you know, and yeah. Uh, uh, just for one example you know um the how they break up the storytelling the use of like the fact that it's really three short stories wrapped up into one movie about one one person um is amazing um i think that's just really well done uh yeah and i thought all of the um like all of the actors that they had at, at every stage like did a, an amazing job like throughout this movie it was uh, I mean, uh, gripping is really like the only way that I can think of to describe it. Like, it it definitely like grabs you and it doesn't let go. Like until like the very last moment when you're finally like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and yeah, I mean, um, Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. was amazing in this movie. Janelle Monae who was amazing oh, in this movie. Janelle Monae, uh, <laughs> Rhodes. Like it was just like every performance in this movie was just. Uh, yeah, like you said, like it, uh, as just having started the wire, like over the last year, um, like having never seen it before, um, I definitely like get where you're coming from as far as like not only is it the the way that the dialogue in the movie is presented of of just like yeah like this is it right. this is how it is like just throw you right into the deep end the the filming of it is a lot of the same way too like you feel like you're right there yeah you feel like you're sitting like right there on that beach you're sitting like like at like when uh um oh my god chiron yes uh and well, kevin and, well i was thinking that how do you remember those with, names um, <laughs> um mahershala ali's character why am i oh what name? was his name um, um 
Oh, um, <laughs> the dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crap. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like when you know, like they're like out in the water, and he, he's just like talking about it, and he's like telling them, you know, how people like use the word faggot to like you know hurt people, and it was just yeah, every it was very immersive. It was a very immersive movie. But also, like The Wire, uh, what's great about Moonlight is it's about, like, systemic problems. Like, it, it's that Chiron is growing up dealing with the only, like, role models that he has. And that's why he becomes a drug dealer. Because the drug dealer who, like, his mom, like, got, like right. was buying her drugs from was the only real male role right. model he had. And it's about this, like, these systems of oppression. And, like, The Wire looks at that, too. The Wire looks at drugs in baltimore as like a systemic thing it says all right first we're going to look at the housing projects then we're going to look at how the drugs come in at the docks then we're going to look at how it affects politics and we're going to look at how it affects schools and we're going to look at how it's dealt with in the media it's but all of this is like compressed in moonlight in a really good way and barry jenkins is an outstanding director and yeah. again i said in this that it was like a three episode arc of the wire if it was done by darren aronofsky and that's like high praise yeah. because darren aronofsky is a great director and yep. so is barry jenkins yep one that's his name one <laughs> that's right because he's he's cuban yeah um yeah no um and, and it's beautifully shot to boot uh um Again, as we're saying, this business sits a home run. <laughs> you know how movies are always talking about home runs. Yeah. Hitting it out of the park. Yeah. All those sports metaphors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what's the other movie that we didn't talk about? Uh, Man from, Man from Earth. Earth. Um, well, <laughs> we can do a whole <laughs> I think we long. could do a whole nother episode on Man do from another Earth. Whole episode <laughs> uh, just because Earth. it's such a unique movie and right. it's it's all just about these ideas and about philosophy and it's just a bunch of people sitting around talking yeah and i love it right i almost want to like go up to your cabin and get really high and talk about it <laughs> 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 uh but yeah, it's just it's it's so much fun to just even reflect upon, you know, just the thought game of like what would a person that lived the entire span of the human race do? Yeah, you know, well, what was his experience like? What would what would he talk about? What would he bring to the table? You know, or like how many different skill sets would this person have? Yeah. like how like how do they relate to other people? I mean, yeah, it's. I think I, I really do enjoy too the way that they still just make him a person, you know, it's not yeah. like, he's not like, you know, uh, you know, kind of like that kind of archetype of like the immortal where it's kind of like, they like know everything and they, you know, are, they've been a part of every major world right. event. It's and like, they're like obnoxious to talk to. It's like, I am all knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I know I am the alpha and the omega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's really brought like this, like, immortal character to this really grounded area where it's like because yeah i mean even like um like uh like wolverine you yeah. know within like the horrible thing that was the origin movie where it's like every major world event is like has a backdrop where like wolverine was like somehow involved <laughs> it's like no this one is just like no he's just like he's lived for a really long time and he's only lived in one place and so he, like, as he's been able to travel as technology has allowed him to travel. Right. And so like, yeah, it makes sense that he, you know, wasn't there for, you know, the French revolution or, you know, that, and then that, that he also wasn't there for like the revolutionary war. And then like that, it's like, no, he like, he was alive then, but you know, he would have been, 
you know, probably like over like way of like the continent, you know, of like, uh, you know, like where Mesopotamia was, right. you know, like it's like shit like that where, um, yeah, they just really bring it down this like really like, uh, this really like surreal concept, but brought down to a really grounded level. Right. And, and, um, and in that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I guess out of character for the movie to make him Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, but that's the big, that biggest the big thing. And that's we, the we had a flaw. huge problem with it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'd like to point out that like, and they, they bring it up in the movie that it's like, at this point he'd been alive for tens of thousands of years and he knew it, you know? So he was like, Hey, maybe I can bring some teaching to the people, you know? Hey, maybe I can bring my experience to the masses and stuff. Yeah. And so in that, I like how they kind of made sense for him to be Jesus, you know? But yeah jesus yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right is there another movie um unless uh we'd like to discuss this further no i think we've all covered all the movies on our top three all right the top three movies that we uh we reviewed on our podcast in the year 2017 season one um and now on to uh the movies that came out in the year 2017 that we did not cover on our podcast that each one of us um well enjoyed um this is going to be very embarrassing to me because <laughs> honestly i did not see that many movies <laughs> that came out last year compared to probably the two of you i know you guys uh, catch way more movies than i do um so uh, i'll kick it off uh, one movie i did see that came out last year was christopher nolan's dunkirk um i put that at my number three um so yeah that's my number three I'm sure I'll talk about it later because I doubt you guys picked that. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't either. Actually, I would. <laughs> I'll but talk it's your about number three. Yeah, that's because that's uh, how few movies I saw last year. <laughs> so just by default, like yeah. I've seen three movies this year. Dunkirk was one of them, <laughs> and therefore it made this list. No, my third best movie of the year no. is the one of the three movies I saw. <laughs> guys, I literally had to cross out Get Out on my list because I was like, oh, we already talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't put Spider-Man Homecoming because I already have another superhero movie on my list. So I mean, that's how embarrassing my list is. <laughs> so, on to you. Uh, and I think I probably know what your other superhero movie is. <laughs> my number three is uh, Lady Bird. Uh, Greta Gerwig uh, with Saoirse Ronan um, and Laurie Metcalf. Dear God, that yes. movie was beautiful. So we'll we'll, so we'll be talking about yeah. it here, <laughs> here shortly. Yep. Um. I had to adjust my list as well because uh, we already talked about Get Out. So Get Out is in my top three of the year. But oh, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah it was it my number one from 2017. <laughs> um, but my number three from 2017 is I, Tonya. Oh, oh, right on. Um, Cool. Ooh, that's, that's one go around of no talkie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on to my number two from last year uh, is Thor Ragnarok. I love this movie, guys. It's, it's a great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, Craig, what was your number two? My number two was <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Let's talk Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this movie uh, sparked our Taika Waititi director's block yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I watched Thor Ragnarok and I'd already seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and I was just like, all right, I need to see more from Taika Waititi because that was amazing. Uh, and yeah, Thor Ragnarok did not disappoint. Um, I definitely, I think I like it more than the first Thor movie. Honestly. Oh, I absolutely yeah, yeah. agree. <laughs> uh, my biggest thing from Ragnarok was that 
it actually vitalized the Thor franchise for me, and I haven't been a fan of the Thor franchise. So it's like I was like, way to go, Taika Waititi, for making like this bombshell of a Thor movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I I actually like the Thor franchise, and this one just blows it out of the park. I mean, it just it really you know gives it history, and it, it does away with the stuff that wasn't working, you know, and exemplifies the stuff that does work for it. Uh, it uses all of the other characters that are, you know, like a, like it uses Doctor Strange perfectly, you know, just enough. Yeah. Um, it does the same thing with, uh, um, it will even more so with Hulk. Hulk is amazing in this movie. Yeah. You know, this is more of a Hulk movie than a Thor movie, really. I mean, in some ways. It's like a buddy movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, it really is. Um, and uh, the, the colors that he uses, um, it's just a Crayola <laughs> box, you know, it's so bright. Um, all the characters, I love, um, uh, gosh, who's the main baddie on, a, a Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he's oh, yeah. amazing. Um, for some reason, I thought it was Benicio Del Toro, <laughs> from how I remember it. Oh, God, his performance this year was, the one that I saw was, mm. Are you talking about Star Wars? Yeah. 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 Well, I I don't think it's as much his performances as much as that character is entirely pointless. And that storyline drags the whole movie down for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But But even his, like, stutter was... I kind of want to do an episode on that now. (laughs) We (laughs) can, I mean... Just to talk about it. Yeah, we can Um, talk about Last Jedi. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh... um, The story is great. Uh, There's, you know, real peril. I mean, all of the, you know... Like shit just happens to. Oh my! Oh my God! Asgard's gone. And and Hella, 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 guy. Oh my God! And Valkyrie, like, oh oh my God! Tessa Thompson, Kate Blanchett, just so good. uh, Everyone in this movie absolutely crushed Ah. it. Like everyone in this movie absolutely crushed it. You could tell uh, that they just had so much fun on set. And Mm -hmm. I like, I was watching like one of the uh, features from the DVD. It was like on YouTube and. Uh, they're just talking about working with Taika and mm-hmm. like I just can't even imagine like how fun that set must have been working with him like he just seems like one of the best people oh, yeah. you could ever want to work for like he knows every aspect of like filmmaking like he's done it all like he's worked through it and like he is not like he's not like that kind of like uh, that kind of like archetype of like the the tortured Artur, you know, like, who feels the need to, like, use, like, you know, pain or grief to, like, pull things out of, like, his, you know, actors, like, in real life, you know, like, he just seems like an absolute joy to work with. Yeah. So, I, I just can't, I can't gush over like Taika Waititi enough. Like. And, and one thing, um, I didn't do a correction or omission on this, but one thing I noticed afterwards was that the actress who's in um, Hunt for the Wilder People as the the mom yeah. Oh, yeah. who dies, and she's also in um, Boy as the woman who has yeah. all the jobs, she's also like Jeff Goldblum's like, right-hand no, person, oh, the yeah. one who, who hands him like the rod that like explodes people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's she's awesome. in that movie also. <laughs> that's awesome. Taika bringing his people up with yeah, him. Yeah. You know? like, that's that's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, uh, number two. Colin? My number two is Lady Bird. Oh, yeah! Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll just go ahead and say that it's my number one pick, since that's the next thing to say. So oh, we'll nice. just talk about Lady Bird. Um, I just recently saw it. It's the most recent movie that oh, I, nice. I've seen. Yeah, uh, So fucking good, oh, guys. God. I mean, there is not a single performance in this movie that is not outstanding. No. And uh, I got to ask you guys, have you seen Rachel Getting Married? Mm-mm. Uh, no. Either of you? All right. 
you guys have to see Rachel Getting Married, and I want you to watch this, so we're totally going to see, going to do that movie. The reason why I bring it up is uh, Lady Bird and Rachel Getting Married have the one thing in common where it's the most realistic dialogue I've ever like experienced from any movie. You know, just like the person, like particularly between her and her mom, you know? Yes. Um, it's just, it's like, yes, I know that relationship. I know <laughs> yeah. exactly what you're going through, you know? And uh, it, it just permeates throughout the movie. Um, yeah. I. But also just all the realistic dialogue between her and her friend. Oh, and God. Like her oh, God. And it, like, it's not only a movie about mothers and daughters, it's like a perfect coming of age movie. Yep. Yeah. It really is. And it, it does that thing where um, I usually hate it. Uh, cause I mean, it's usually New York where it's like the fifth character is New York city oh. and it's like, they do the same thing here with, with Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. And that, that's the funniest part about it. It's like, it's Sacramento. And yeah. Like, but it's like a three legged dog with mange, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that's like the supporting character. Of but Sacramento. it's like, but the way, that, but like the way that they like so lovingly like shoot the city, the way that the movie, like the way that despite the character, uh, like despite Ladybird, like hating the city like throughout the movie and like wanting to do everything to get out of it like by the end of it like even though she does get out like she's still like like has this like new appreciation for you know the city and like her family and all it's it it does such a great job of uh, again like coming of age it's yeah it's like those things where like when you're younger you think like there's so many things that are like you know that you think are the most important things in the world that are like the hardest thing that you think you're ever going to go through and then like as you grow you like learn that you know, a lot of that shit, like, is, you know, especially when it comes to parents, like, uh, you go to appreciate those things. Right. You go to appreciate, you know, those little moments that, uh, you know, felt like uh, you were being, you know, attacked or, you know, like, and were really just you blowing it out of proportion because, you know, you're a teenager. Right. Uh, and so I feel like they go through that really well in this movie where, even though she is still, you know, a teenager at the end of this movie, she has grown a lot over like the year that we cover. Right. Yeah. And like, I love the way this deals with relationships. I mean, primarily the one with her and her mom, but also the relationship between her and her friend, how they kind of fall out because she abandons her for the popular girl. And then she comes back to her in this beautiful and moving way. I love the relationship with her and her father. Yeah. Um, like the way he like is sacrificing for her and things. But also, like, the boys that she deals with. Like, she, first she has the boy who she really loves, but then they discover that he's gay. Yeah. And oh. then oh she... My oh, my God. That when, was such an amazing and moving scene. Oh, when, when he when he he's approaches like, her... Just don't tell... It's like, I, I just don't know how to deal with this. Just, just please... And, and she, like, and holds his head. Just when she down. Oh, my God. Holds hands and she hugs him and... <laughs> It's just like, you're just like, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and then she rebounds from that to basically Jess from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and she realizes that, oh, he's the worst oh, afterwards. He's, he's the worst. <laughs> I love how he has a cell phone at the end. Like, when he's, like, ripping on cell phones everything at the beginning. And then, like, like during prom, he's, like, driving around, like, talking on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you are the worst. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet got a lot of work in this year. Yeah, he was also in uh, Call, Call Me By, by Your Name. name. Yeah. And uh, one more thing. Um, what was it? What was it? Which is one of my top movies I haven't seen yet that I still need to for 2017. Yeah. I still need to see that and I still need to see The Post. Yep. And um, Darkest Hour. Have you thing, seen that? Okay. No, but uh, also uh, Phantom Thread. Nope. Never yeah. heard about that. That's one. not even out yet. Oh, okay. But that's Paul Thomas Anderson, final movie of Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah. I definitely need to see that. Um, I uh, I love at the end where she uh, uh goes by Christine, 
You yes. Know? Yes. When she uh, finally like accepts the name that her parents yeah, gave her. Yeah. Um, and I, I love like some of just, just like the best lines in it where like uh, when she's like talking to one of the nuns and uh, uh, she's like, uh, they're talking about her mom, I think. And she's like, oh, she just gives me attention. And she's like, well, isn't that what love is? And like, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love like just a lot of the the little humor in it. Like they're just laying on the ground in this room, just eating communion wafers. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't eat those. <laughs> it's not like, consecrated. What? They're not consecrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Lady that Bird. Was your number one, that was right? my number one. Yeah. All right, uh, my number one was Shape of Water. Oh, oh boy, that's in my top five. Didn't make the top three. Yeah, I, I, I and maybe it's because it was the most recent one, but I, I just love that movie so I, much. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry, boy. guys. <laughs> like, so we won't get into that one. I because can step out. Spoilers, but it's <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's oh boy. Is it Guillermo del Toro? -y? It is yeah. oh. every much as Guillermo del Toro as you want it to be. Yes, I, I would have loved if it had like just been in Spanish, just because like that's mm. the word. Right, that's like the most Guillermo del Toro that I could imagine it being. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was still very, very <laughs> it's, del Toro. It's so del Toro. <laughs> I, I love I love his set design and costume design so much that I I would be I would be fine if he was just a costume designer. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, like yeah, character concepts, right. just like. Like, the fact that he's a full-blown director is just it just makes me so happy um i heard of a particular sci-fi that is a work in progress for him that i'm really i almost for. like view this as a prequel to hellboy just because the creature looks so much like the, oh the fish creature uh, in, lincoln or what, uh, abe yeah, yeah yeah he looked i mean it's like not exactly the same but it's like i see a, I see a little <laughs> correlation <laughs> well, well sorry we couldn't go further into that no you're not yeah. Um. So so my uh, number one of the year is the Big Sick. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I haven't seen that one either. N neither have I. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's technically like you know, like you can't really spoil it because they. I know up, the story. They end up together at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, everything I want to gush about this movie is like all the things that are in the middle of it, and just I mean. And the performances by Holly Hunter and Ray Romano and by Camille Nanjiani, it's, I mean, guys. Well, Colin, would you say that you would want us to watch this? I would definitely say that I want you to watch The do Big you Sick. Want, do you want to do an episode on it? Because we can put it on the list. Let's put it on the list Let's because it. it's my, I mean, even including Get Out, it's my top film of 2017. All right. Well, all right. then uh, it's on the list. Uh, prepare for that, listeners. Um, the Big Sick um all right well uh that leaves us to talk about uh i Tanya, which i think you're the only one that has I'm seen the it, only one who's seen as well <laughs> so i mean the two biggest things and i've already said this in my recommendation of i Tanya, is that margot robbie gives such an unbelievably great performance as tanya harding that i i can't even put it into words like it's she is so good in this movie um, so is Allison Janney, so is you know pretty much everyone else in it, but it's just the way that they re-examine this story from another angle. Like you get to see it from Tanya Harding's side because this was a huge scandal that like we didn't really know what was going on with her or what her life was like, and her life was pretty terrible. Yeah, and so and she rose above that to at one point 
like for real be the best figure skater in the world she was the first female figure skater to ever attempt not alone land a triple axel that's amazing yeah i i kind of was reading in the news and it seems like the real tanya harding is uh on a very quick mission to wear away all of the goodwill yes this movie is yes like. the real tanya harding is <laughs> Because like, kind of she's like she's a like a little cuckoo. She's like trying to like sue reporters for like asking questions about the past, and I'm like the entire reason that like the whole point of this is about the you're, past. Yeah, you're being like, brought you're... up right now is because this movie is about your history, and like why would you not expect people to ask you about that? Yeah, she's <laughs> she is she is quickly squandering all this goodwill, but that doesn't detract from how good this movie is, from how much I I really enjoyed it, and how. Um, tremendous these performances are well i'm gonna have to see it just on alice and jenny alone yeah um, alice and jenny is great i, I love her she's <laughs> great all right well um i guess that wraps up all the movies uh that we have reviewed and not reviewed from last year uh that was great guys that worked that was, out that, that worked out pretty well yeah. and we also got some more movies to put on our lists for the future haha yeah. Um, I mean, you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited to do this next year because uh, we'll have a better idea of what we're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, on to um, I'd like to kind of close out uh, by doing uh, going over all of the recommendations. I compiled a list of all of the recommendations that we have given up over the 54 episodes that comprise season one. Um, so uh, I will post that. I will link that on Twitter uh, after I. Uh, actually correct all my spelling errors because i blasted through that list <laughs> it took me forever <laughs> we have a lot of content but um that said i would like to talk about um our most favoritist of bestest of recommendations of anything that we've recommended from the previous year may i make a recommendation yes i would say each of us picks um one recommendation that we gave this year to uh choose as our top or our favorite recommendation that we gave and each of us picks one recommendation that someone else made that we checked out and we are like, yes. Oh, on that one. I like that. Um, well, you know what? I, I also wanted to do kind of a blanket uh, recommendation just because we constantly are, re are referencing this group of people and we wouldn't be doing this podcast without this podcast that I'm about to mention. Um, and it is our favorite podcast of all time. And that is the great How Did This Get Made? Um, it is just the best. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, um, it literally inspires a weekly shitty movie night from us where the three of us get together and watch a shitty movie that is covered from this podcast. Um, I, I just, I really can't recommend it or, enough. Or not covered. Sometimes we get together just yeah. for the sake of watching a bad movie. Right. Yeah. And, but it's inspired from, but we wouldn't be doing it without right this get made and 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 furthermore, I just want to point out, um, that I learned so much from movie watching just from listening to this podcast and it's a joke podcast about the most bullshit movies out there that you would never ever see but the way they break it apart and the way they do it so comically and deft deftly it you learn so much from <clears throat> these three people that are kind that are in the industry you know a, a writer and two amazing comedians you know and and um well they're all amazing comedians but just just to have that insight um and uh and yeah I, I just think that there's a there's a huge value in that and it's a very overlooked because it is just a joke podcast uh so that's our blanket uh recommendation from the podcast um i will uh go on to say that um my favorite recommendation uh from this past year um is going to be a tough one because there is a lot on this list um 
but you know what? I'm going to uh, stick with my guns, and um, it is going to be my most recent recommendation. Uh, but I am going to say Mission to Zix. I'm going to double down on that. Um, I have gone through it again, and I just love it. Uh, so that's probably my favorite recommendation that I have provided personally, is Mission to Zix. Um, yeah, improv, comedy, podcast, sci-fi, overproduced, amazingness. Um, just can't get enough. Yeah. And then one that you... Oh, one that one of us made. Oh, that you are. Uh, that I. Oh, well, that would definitely be Adventure Zone. Um, <laughs> that that's I, for me as well. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, my number one that somebody else recommended is the Adventure Zone. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Because yeah, thank that, you, Craig. That, um, <laughs> absolutely amazing. I mean, that rocketed up into my top five favorite podcasts of all time uh, instantly. And you haven't even finished and it. And I haven't even finished yeah. it. So oh you don't even God. know how good it gets. You don't even know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. Um. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is hard. Right? This is so hard as you get. Um, God. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to say, just because it's the movie that I'm most excited for, for 2018, and... Uh, and I love the comic that I've read so far. I really need to catch up. But um, the Ta-Nehisi Coates run of Black Panther um, has been phenomenal. I'm so excited for the movie. Like, I just, like, cannot contain myself with, like, <laughs> how ready I am for February 16th to be here. Uh, I've already taken the day off of work. I have uh, three showings, like, in the fucking can. Like, I am seeing this movie three times. Like, it's locked in. I am ready for it. And nobody can tell me that it's not going to be the best Marvel movie ever. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the uh, run of the comics is really good. There's, um, so, um, Nation Under Our Feet is the first volume. And then uh, there's kind of, like, a prequel uh uh, kind of like supplement to it as well uh, that's the world of Black Panther that uh, is written by uh, Roxane Gay uh, who's also an amazing author and um, yeah I mean there's just so much talent behind this in terms of like the writing in terms of the art and I, I just I can't yeah it's amazing that's Do you have them? Can I borrow them? Uh, I have the first three volumes and the... Uh, or sorry, it's World of Wakanda uh, is the Roxanne Gay uh, supplementary kind of uh, volume as well. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll bring by the first volume for you for sure because I still need to read the... I think I can do the first two. I need to read the third one. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. And something that was recommended by one of us that you would like to... Uh, let's see let's see let's see let's see Ooh. Can, can i make a quick uh omission as, or correction as you look Craig? yeah uh i just realized that my suggestion of mission to zix is actually from season two uh so uh <laughs> that said uh my recommendation from what from my recommendation from last year uh would be Mad Men. that would be my number one um i went through that series last year it was amazing um just really 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 well done uh it's worth the slog it does get sloggy it could do without season six uh but the end is so rewarding and it is just stellar stellar performances all around by every cast member on that um so yeah that's mine mad men sure you heard of it oh i'll give it another shot you should you really should call it. <laughs> yeah like knowing just your 
love for acting and everything yeah. like if you focus on those aspects like it is it's easier to get through <laughs> um and there's we'll we'll talk yeah um and then i would say probably so i just listened to it uh the seth morris radio project yes, yes! <laughs> seth morris radio project hey about that yeah. dent uh, you gonna get that dent? Yeah, that dent. <laughs> i love how that keeps coming back get your life together pal Reflection of your personal life. Uh, yeah, I are there more episodes coming? Or no, I sure hope so. Uh, I, 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 I want so. him to do another one. Yeah, I, I, I think it's got to be one of those things where it's just a ton of work, you know, for well, what twenty two yeah. minutes an episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of like what I liked about it too is. Um, like outside of like I kind of, I kind of like do like spontaneous nation, um, but yeah, usually if, if it's kind of like over an hour, I kind of, it's kind of hard for me to like really get into it unless I like have like set down for like a day like what I'm going to be doing while I'm listening to something. So like right. usually I'll like draw if I'm like going to be listening to a podcast for you know an extended period of time. Um, but like it's one of those things where it's like I can listen, I you know I like I like something I can listen to like on a lunch break and actually yeah. be able to finish the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a really fun one to get through. Yeah. I'm gonna say my uh, favorite recommendation that I made last year was "Hello from the Magic Tavern." Mm. Um, I'm gonna it, and it, this is specifically for you, Dennis, <laughs> because you love Mission to Zix. Yeah. "Hello from the Magic Tavern" is its kid sister. Like it is exact. It's so similar. It's so so the same <laughs> show. Just take the fant- the uh, sci-fi and make it fantasy, and it's basically the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm starting it this week. Yeah, I, but I "Hello from the Magic Tavern" is hilarious improv. Just tons of great like world building because it's all improv, but like everything is. Camp- Canon. Ah. so somebody will do something crazy and now yep yep now that's it forever <laughs> <laughs> I, I love serial podcasts man they, yeah serialized so like improv is yeah. just so much fun and like these actors are so funny and like it's just a, a great great show um my top recommendation from you guys would have been uh the adventure zone uh but picking another one i will go with the farthest oh right on i really loved that isn't that, that was, great yeah it's super fascinating story and like just really well shot and well made and everything around it like the farthest was a great watch yeah yeah no it, it they uh i i just i i just love how like it was seeing uh old scientists get excited remembering something that they that they did 30 years ago <laughs> you know like that's that was just really cool and that that just like almost brings a tear to my eye um cool guys well that was that was fun yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any recommendations <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, I will recommend. Uh, oh God! I gotta add to the list. <laughs> Near and far. Um, it is a yeah. board game. Uh, it's kind of a uh, tabletop RPG yep. style. I'll second um, that. Yeah, me and Dennis and uh, Dennis's cousin Drew uh, played that last night, and it was fan fantastic yep. like, it's a really fun game if anyone's here is there or if any of our listeners have ever played uh, above and below uh it's kind of like um it's a separate game but it's related and it's also acts as a type of expansion for that as well um but it's also a game in and of itself uh and it's kind of like you build um resources in town and then you go out and you adventure throughout uh, across the map um and it's it's a very 
it, it lends itself to a lot of different play styles. Like you can play as kind of like a merchant type character and like kind of like build and trade. You can go out and adventure and like get your like fortune by like taking on quests or you can just hang out in town all the time and like trade goods for like gems. It's it's just fun as hell. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, near and far. If we're recommending board games, I'll uh, recommend um, Game of Thrones Catan. Uh, ooh, ooh. It's amazing. It's uh, like Defenders of the Watch or Brotherhood of the Watch, I think is what the subtitle is. But it's just like regular Settlers of Catan where you're like trying to be the first person to build like the largest settlement. But anytime you build something, you spawn more wildlings and you have to defend the wall because if the wall is breached three times, it's game over and everyone loses. Oh. So you're competing with everyone, but you also have to work together to defend the wall. And it adds a really cool cooperative element to one of my favorite board games in all of existence. That's very so, Game of thrones too. Yeah. Can I play a Cersei and just fuck everyone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally could. <laughs> You're like, no, it won't help with you. Well, when everyone loses, just like in the show. Good. So everyone... <laughs> um, <laughs> cool, guys. Well, um, that wraps up our lengthy special UN review. Season one. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you for listening. Um, uh, duh. <laughs> stay tuned for our uh sorry i just had a huge brain fart stay tuned for uh our my post i'm sure it'll come up same time as this podcast of the whole complete list of all of our recommendations from the year 2017 season one uh i will p- link that on our twitter feed uh speaking of twitter you can find our podcast at iwytwt as well as each and every one of us individually i am at the debucks i'm at catharticus i'm at cullen munch and you can find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com soundcloud.com forward slash iwytwt as well as each and every and all podcast listening apps like your stitcher your overcast your apple podcasts itunes yeah that the dog apple that-, that you plug your headphones into yeah that dog that won't stop barking rhythmically down the street. Guess what? He's barking our podcast in code. Anyways, wherever you find our podcast and there's a rate and review button, click it, rate us, review us, and tell your friends about us. It's the only way that we have to grow our podcast. We are affiliated with nothing. This is do-it-yourself, guys. Help us. Um, well, without further ado, uh, do we know what movie we're going to be covering next? I don't know, because this is kind of out on its own yeah um i feel like this can just be kind of separate yeah i think we've already it's a bonus yeah it's just kind of standalone so this might be before or after proud mary so what of it (laughs) (laughs) um but uh even if it if it's before proud mary go see proud mary if it's after proud mary go see proud mary so that's the ending message that i'm gonna yeah let's tell this movie out that the studio is just giving absolutely nothing to yeah moral of the story go see proud mary cool Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.